I've like it anyway, it's me, Alan Smith, for a week for stories out of today's prison journal on Monday, September 12th. So, um, obviously, there's not a lot of news in the paper today, apart from um, with the Queen's uh, journey for Balmoral down to Edinburgh yesterday. But um, there's not even a story in the front page, it's just a big, uh, massive picture. Because over the front page and the back page of the, the funeral cortege, going over to King George VI Bridge, I think it is, um, in Aberdeen, on their way to Aberdeen. And uh, if they're doing Great Southern Road, and that was her away down the road to uh, Dundee and then on to Edinburgh. So, um, yeah, there's, there's no um, story in the front page. So it's just a wee bit of, well, a wee bit of, I say, there's a big massive bit inside. But just as eyes of the world fell in the northeast yesterday as the Queen left Balmoral for the final time. Thousands of mourners lined the streets to watch the cortege in the monarch's coffin, wind through D-side, Aberdeen and Concordance to the palace of Holyrood House. First Minister Nicola Sturgeon tweeted it was a sad and poignant moment as the Queen's cortege left her beloved Balmoral for the final time, just after 10 o'clock. There was a tears, a silence and applause as the folk of Aberdeen share paid tribute to the monarch, who felt like one of her own. Um, locals for Balatar considered the Queen a neighbour, with Her Majesty and her family often seen in the village in Royal D-side, which she had visited since childhood and for the monarchy had space to be themselves. Uh, hunters lined the village's main street as the Queen's coffin was driven slowly past, and behind the well-bushers, many shops displayed photographs of the Queen as a mark of respect. Uh, flowers were thrown into its path by villagers on both sides of the road in Balatar, which was sombre and silent. Uh, the hearse slowed to a fast walking pace, and mourners could clearly see the Scottish royal standard draped coffin and the wreath featuring flowers for the Balmoral estate. So, um, that was it, and obviously Princess Anne was in a Cara Hen, and um, I was working yesterday with um, uh, my wife and my son and his partner and we grandson got door to Bunkery to see them going by there and they said there was uh, some helica bobies in the front and the back and uh, there was a spare hearse in the crowd of cars and uh, nothing was uh, left uh, to chance and um, but can hang some bitties were gone they were fairly nipping on so I suppose it was a fair journey he them they couldn't be diddling about all the time but um, you know certainly a very, very good turnout for every tune and village as you pass by. And if you've seen any news, are the, the, you know, every bridge and the way doing the dual carriageway, um, every, you know, lay-bys, you know, even in the, the dual carriageway, cars were stopped outside the road and folk was out and just, um, you know, paying their last respects. So, very good send-off in Scotland, I'd say. Now, since I think it was near the Halo Papers, this fella... Um, stories with us, so here's a wee bit about the D-side farmers form Rural Guard of Honour with tractors in the park. So farmers and families in D-side lined up with their lined up in their tractors in a Guard of Honour near Bunkery as the Queen's coffin passed. Uh, thousands lined the streets of cities, towns and villages along the 170 mile journey that the Queen's cortege took from Balmoral to Edinburgh. As the coffin draped in the Scottish standard passed near Bunkery, 40 farm vehicles were lined up in a field on the edge of the road in a warm and gesture. Uh, tractors and one combine harvester were stationed with over a hundred folk, including farmers and their families, paying their respects to the Queen in this unique way. Uh, Queen was a big supporter of agriculture and she was a patron of several farming organisations, including the Royal Highland and Agricultural Society of Scotland. 
Um, so the money, Rodney Blackoff, who organised the thing, and said it was a very poignant moment as the coffin passed line of tractors at about quarter by eleven, with a hush falling on the gathering. He said that uh, as the people looked on, there was a sense of folk coming together to honour a very special person. So, well, uh, you know, if he was watching TV, you may be seeing that and thing, but um, you know, very, very good and very noble. And uh, I was speaking to an old money there. I didn't mind an ass, but um, he says, you know, he minds back at the uh, Churchill's funeral in London. His uh, body was still doing the Thames in a barge, and he says, are oh, the cranes? It was, you know, with the docks and at the time, and um, they are <coughs> kind of, you know, bowed, you would say. He says, uh, it's a mark of respect to the Churchill. So I didn't get that, but um, this man is a fountain of knowledge, and um, he used to be in the Navy, I think, so he kens a thing or two about that, that kind of thing. So um, there you go. No, near halfway through, but um, here's a, uh, one other story here. It's um, incinerator set to fire up this winter, so the controversial Aberdeen incinerator project is still on schedule to start burning rubbish this winter, despite the impact of COVID on construction. The £150 million Ness Energy project is currently being built in East Tullis. Once finished, it will uh, process waste that cannot be recycled for the three council areas in Aberdeen, Aberdeenshire and Murray. It's planned to burn about 150,000 tonnes on unrecyclable material every year and produce heat and electricity in the process. Well, of course, I certainly didn't know. The facility is intended to reduce the vo- volume of waste from each of the local authority areas that gings into landfill. So they've just been had a lot of hud-ups over the years and it was uh, you know, first proposed back in 2013 apparently. Um, so this is it, uh, since February this year there's been minor construction workforce impact due to a number of positive COVID tests in the teams both the main contractor and its subcontractors. The council report says the contractor has reported adverse impacts on the overall delivery of the project and is seeking additional payments. And the council report said the contractor is seeking additional payments as a result of his perceived impacts that uh, this has had on his overall programme in terms of both time and money. Um, so, well, they do it. I think whenever companies get a job with the council, they're just... Um, you know, see pound signs flashing up over the So, if uh, if they say it's going to cost a hundred pound, you know, sure as death, halfway through it, it turns out there's something wrong and it's going to cost a hundred fifty pounds. So, it's a good job. The council has plenty uh, taxpayers' money to to pay all these things. That's just my cynical view. Now, here is a, a reckon we've seen about this before. I heard about it, but um. Somebody told me about this the other day, but this is about a chipper up in the Muir Award. And the window is smashed a chipper where Queen's death was celebrated. So a Bobby's investigation has been launched after the Muir Award chip shop that celebrated the death of the Queen had its windows smashed. Jackie's fishing chip shop was surrounded by customers on Thursday and Friday evening after a video of staff spraying champagne was posted on the takeaway social media. The Bobbies are investigating reports of vandalism at the takeaway after a window was seen smashed on Saturday afternoon. Uh, boards were put up yesterday to cover the damage, while mess for eggs thrown at the building was also visible. Uh, Jackie's Fish and Chip Shop has been the centre of controversy since posting a video shortly after the Queen's death on Thursday. A staff member is seen in the footage shouting, Lizard Liz is dead, while spraying champagne. Uh, within hours, angry customers surrounded the store and Bobbies were called to monitor events uh, and returned on Friday. 
No Bobby's action was taken on either day, with officers saying both gatherings dispersed peacefully. Uh, owner Jackie Pickett told the P&J on Friday she had uh, no regrets about the video, despite the community reaction. <laughs> She's either very brave or very stupid. Um, however, by Saturday, the Chipper's Facebook page had been deleted, and TripAdvisor suspended the views by being, after being inundated by submissions it believed to be fake. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> Locals uh, fear the incident has put their community in the spotlight for the wrong reasons. Uh, one resident said Miss Pickett's behaviour was completely out of order. I disagree completely with Fitch's Dean. And uh, somebody else says, I don't think anybody agrees with Fitch's dead. If you look at the rubbish in her window, it has been going for years now and the village is fed up with her nonsense. Um, and even the councillor said it's very despicable, despicable Fitch's Dean. Folk are really upset about it. Uh, not only because she's done this on the death of the Queen, but also because they don't want to be associated in any way with their comments. They are concerned that as residents of Murevord, because this is all on social media now, the community will be regarded by everyone as being of the same view. They're really upset that they will all be tarred <laughs> with the same brush. Well, it is, um, you know, have you ever been through the Murevord? It is a unusual place when, um, you know, if they think a queen is a lizard, well, you know, say no more. Now here's a story about the public goes cold on using costly hot tubs. So just over half of hot tub owners say they now rarely or never use them, according to Direct Line Home Insurance. Uh, hot tubs are running dry as the cost of living crisis bites, according to a survey. Uh, Four-fifths of owners surveyed said they had uh, bought their hot tub since 2020, the year when the lockdown started as uh, folks spent more time at home. But nearly a quarter of those uh, no longer use their hot tub uh, cited the running costs as being too high. More than half of hot tub owners said they now rarely or never use it. Some also said they now use their hot tub less often due to the time taken to maintain it or the potential environmental impact. Uh, others said they had lost interest in what had been a pandemic purchase. Uh, the survey of 2,000 folk in July in June sorry, found so. Well, there you go. It was certainly was a big novelty in the bra where the papers folk advertised them willy-nilly and, um, you know, just a bit of a flash in the pan. But um, I think it'd be all right if it was, a, you know, abroad and a place you could dip in and keep cool. But any year when it's, you know, I guess Paris and Carlin, I believe it's blown away and I've been a sorter. So, mere bother than it's worth, I think. Just, um, if you're feeling the heat, just put on the holes in here. A quick hose doing with a garden hose, and uh, bingo, you've just saved yourself a few grand. Now, just finish up with sport as normal, and obviously, there's no sport to report on really, or very little. But, um, as just a, a one of the columnists, uh, Jamie Durant, is saying letting sport play on would have been a fitting tribute, <clears throat> and just saying, you know, that uh, the, the FIBA authorities decided not to play on the games last. We can, um, you know, with hindsight, we could have maybe been, uh, maybe it wasn't the best idea because um, if they'd played and had a minute's silence or a minute's applause, if they went to the day, would it maybe have been a mere fitting tribute than just not playing only a that? And then turns out now this weekend, coming for it, there's like some of their um, clubs in England are not going to be able to play again because there's no bobbies, there's not enough bobbies, in like especially some of the London clubs and the Man United games off already. So, um, yeah, and I think you know a lot of them are just feared upset and folk and, and they said once one said no, then the rest of them kind of felt they had to find the line. But 
certainly back up in Scotland are going again this week and uh, I think the majority of clubs in England will be the same but there's certainly one or two that's off already so uh, not great but uh, you know if that's what they thought they had to do to pay their respects to the Queen it's done now and um, you know, hopefully they get hang back and, and going again the better and I'm sure that's what uh, she would have wanted she wouldn't have wanted to be you know, having a hidden sport held up or selling a horse racing or um, anything like that. Uh, so, yeah, quicker the back a bit as far as I'm concerned. And that is with the greatest respect to uh, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. Now, as we done, just a wee puckly stories of the day's press and journal, who I say is, uh, you know, more than half a paper is just uh, full of stories for the Queen's travels just in just about the Queen, obviously. So, um has to be expected, same as every other paper. Um, but anyway, absolutely uh, tipped up the up and up and uh, very uh, fine and sunny, quite warm and, at times, and, uh, you know, carried on to this afternoon, but it's, uh, it's certainly getting much cooler at nights now, anyway, and the nights are fairly drawn in, that's for sure. So uh, anyway, thank you very much for listening to this podcast now, and I uh, hope you enjoyed it. If you did, uh, many rack your brains and think uh, somebody for you can doesn't listen to the Doric Express and uh, try and get him involved with it, see if they can uh, log in at three days a week, see if they think and uh, hopefully start subscribing after that, that'd be tip top. In the meantime, thanks very much, cheers now, toodaloo. Let the constitution speak the